What's up, y'all? This is Dominique, your host with the most here on You, Me, Us, We. We are back. I know we took a little bit of a hiatus. I do apologize for all those who uh, wanted to continue listening. But, um, yo, I just wanted to come on and come back and uh, just wanted to have a real conversation with y'all. I mean, I know a lot of people say that, but I really mean that. Like when I tell you I want to have a real conversation, I want to have a real conversation. There's just so much that has been going on in my life and in the life of people around me. But, um, you know, we're still here. You know, we're still rocking. And uh, it's and I consider it a blessing, you know, that. Even after all the stuff that we've all gone through and all the stuff that we've dealt with, you know, we're still we're still kicking, you know, and I could say, you know, yeah, you know, I'm young. I'm still I'm only 28 years old. I'll be 29 in a couple of weeks. But again, it's it's just. Man, it's, it's just been crazy, like. All the stuff that's happened. I mean, the last time y'all saw me, um, well, y'all heard from me. Um, I was with my big brother, Kemp. Um, if you haven't heard that episode, go hear that episode. We talked a lot about God and, and you know, and everything. So definitely um, hit up that episode. But with that, the last time y'all saw me was three days. The last time you heard from me was three days before. Um, my car accident, I got into a car accident with a semi truck on I-25 here in Colorado, going south back home towards Colorado Springs. Uh, me and my big sister slash, you know, co-worker at the time uh, was with me. And, you know, I, I, I guess you could say from what the other driver described was I blacked out for a bit. And for me personally, all I could say was, you know, I saw the road. And I guess you could say I was mesmerized by the road because the next thing I heard was a loud boom. And then I was able to steer away, you know, from the truck and everything. And, you know, thankfully, you know, God held us together. But it was crazy. It was a crazy experience. I've never had experienced anything like that before. And it was just like. Man, it was so surreal to be perfectly honest. Like, oh my God, like, what's going on, man? Like, Jesus, what's happening? And I didn't know. And, you know, we went through the process. I went, she went to go get checked out and everything. I got checked out and we were both, you know, we were both good. And it's just so much that went on. Like, like, man, I don't even know how to explain it to y'all. Like, because it was so surreal the experience and you know as time went on you know i had to get a rental car and before i could find another one and went through the whole process and finally was able to get into a new car and everything but since then it's just been like life has just been crazy you know if it isn't one thing it's another and i was just like god what's going on and then Eventually, like at the, towards the end of the summer, well, I guess we're we just started fall, so 
I guess towards the end of summer, I was like, you know, God, I started talking to God again. And I was like, God, you know, I'm having these this desire to want to get back in church and to want to serve you more, you know, and more in a more intimate and personal way. And, you know, because for three years, I really didn't do church like that. You know, I was it's, it's one of those I was going to church, but I wasn't like going, you know, it wasn't like in church, you know what I'm saying? So I was doing my thing. I was playing for different people every now and then. But then all of a sudden, all that stopped. And I wasn't playing anywhere. I wasn't really singing anywhere. And I was like, God, what's going on? And and throughout that time, I was like, you know, I have this desire to want to do more, to want to get back into church, want to do, want to get back to worship leading and everything and playing. But every time I try to do it, God was like, nah, it's not time yet. Every time, like, you know, I want to do this, I want to get back in church and stuff like that. It was again, God was like, nah, not yet, not yet. Every time I'm like, what's going on? So this year towards the end of summer, I was like, you know what, God, if you want me in a church again, because God took me out of church. And I know some people, when I say that, some people be like, oh, God, don't do that. God doesn't take you out of a church. Let me tell you something. God took me out of two churches. Well, three. The first church God took me out of was the church I grew up in, Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. I grew up in that church. And in 2010, January 27th, 2010, a situation happened um, where basically my sexuality uh, came into question. You know, those want to be holier than thou people want to expose everybody's, you know, faults, but never their own. And, um, you know, the dude had a stack of papers. This man was basically stalking me. Like when I tell you the Mr. Music at the time was basically stalking me, like he had a thick stack, thick stack of this is when this is the early days of Facebook when, you know, pretty much everybody can see everything on your page. And, um, you know, and he was just printing off things that I said, people, you know, my friends list, people that, you know, I hung out with different choir members who was on my Facebook, things like that. And he had a stack, a nice thick stack, and he presented it to me and was like, well, I need a question. Who is this? Then why are you calling him babe? Who is that? Why are you talking to them? You know, that person don't look like he in church. Like he just kept coming for different people that was on my Facebook page plus me. And so at the end of the meeting, fast forward at the end of the meeting, I went ahead and dropped my resignation, my resignation. He's because he tried to get me to go to a conversion camp. He offered talking about the church will pay for it. He said the church will pay for you to go to conversion therapy in Golden, Colorado. I wasn't with that. So I said no. Then he said, you know, we'll have you be counseled by one of the church council women. You know, one of the women who does counseling in the church. First of all, the lady he tried to stick me with, let me tell you. I'm like, first of all, I know her history. She done slept with at least, you know, five dudes in the choir. So, nah. And then she was trying to holler at like two ministers. Like, nah, bro. Because the thing is, if you want to try to... You want, he wanted to try to say that me being gay or whatever was the worst sin possible while you got all these, you know, people in church and stuff doing random shit. Like, it's crazy. 
You know what I'm saying? But somehow they were they were they're fine, but I'm not. You know, I have to go to conversion therapy and shit. So I didn't take none of that. Drop my resignation on the table. He was like, he read it. He was like, your resignation. You know, I, I try to be proper and do like the whole two week notice thing. And uh, he's like, nah, bro. He's like, no, you're. It's effective immediately because he's like, we can't have anyone who's sexually immoral uh, playing in the church or even serving in church. He he felt like no one who didn't reach his his standards or what he believed to be God's standards. He was like, yo, he's like, you got to go. He's like, you can't, he's like, you can still come to church, but you can't sing. You can't play. You can't do nothing anymore. So I just left church altogether. I left the church um, late, the next year, ended up at a church called Church for All Nations, um, began playing there um, just every now and then doing like little things, doing being a fill in. And then eventually um, one of my bros um, who I used to talk to. Um, we don't talk no more, but um, he hit me up. He was like, hey, I'm going to Church Fall Nations, but I'm going to go to their Southwest campus. Would you like to join me? And I'm like, you know, at the time I wasn't playing nowhere. So I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever. Let's try it. So I go there. People love me. The, you know, the music, the drums, you know, of course, you need a little touch of the Holy Ghost. But, you know, I did my thing on the drums and I did that for about two years. And then. Well, three years, sorry, three years. And then all of a sudden, the time came for me to step up as worship leader. And this is my first worship leader gig, you know, and, and it went pretty well for a while until one, until one situation. Well, a few situations, but I'm going to speak on this one situation in particularly because this one was like the point where I was just like, OK, I'm done. You know, where I was just like, I'm done with church, yo. I'm I'm done with it. So this particular situation, you know, I was, you know, we were having some issues trying to pick out music, trying to figure out what direction to go for the new for the next year, for the new season, whatever. And uh, people just kept fighting us and people kept fighting us and fighting us. And next thing I know, I get pulled to a meeting. Um, basically, a lady in church she had came through and everything. She, um, you know, sat through service and all that. And then I guess she had went up to the pastor at the time. Well, he's still a pastor over there. But she had went up to him. And uh, she basically told him the music was too black. The music was too aggressive in that. You know, and that I was aggressive and I was too and that I was too harsh. She said she wants to invite her son, I believe, and uh, her daughter-in-law and their kids or whatever to church. But she just doesn't feel like it's a safe environment. Now, mind you, if anybody. When I've ever led worship for anything, if anyone has ever felt like I was too aggressive or too harsh or too offensive or whatever, you know, y'all could have called me out and said, hey, you know, you might need to tone it down a little bit. You know, you got to you know, you got to tone back on some of the the gospel feel, whatever, whatever. Um, so this lady was like, oh, the music's too harsh. OK, next complaint. Again, the music's too black. And then and this is and this is because uh, I'm going to speak on this in a little bit. I spoke on it on an Instagram video, but. 
it was brought up that I need to understand the culture of a church because he was saying one of the songs we did is a song called God is Great. And he was like, you know, and people loved it. But the pastor was like, you know, that's that praise stuff and that praise, that gospel praise stuff or whatever. That's not who we are. He's like, you need to understand the culture of a church. He's like, so I said, okay, you know, give me, give me a little bit. Let's pray about it. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's think and let's put our heads together. So we tried again and, you know, we started incorporating, you know, more Hillsong, Planet Shaker, stuff like that, even though this is what we were doing before anyway, but we included more of it. Um, and things started to kind of even out a little bit. No one really said nothing. Um, and then again, situation came back up. You know, so a lady felt that, you know, I'm a little too harsh. I'm a little too aggressive when it comes to praise and worship. I'm too, you know, that's the thing. It's like they like to praise, but they, or no, I'm sorry, they like to worship, but they don't like to praise. And they felt like they could pick one or the other. Like, no, you know, we like our synthesizer and we like, you know, the quiet worship. So, you know, we we could think we could pick and choose. And the thing is, it's like, biblically, you can't pick and choose. You know, that's just how it is. You have both. Um, but that's another conversation. But, you know, they the situation came back up. So I started letting somebody else lead more. And I just stepped back. And so it started going cool again. Well, situa- same situation came back up. We feel that the music isn't really tailored for the to, for the culture of our church and then they try to throw in that the membership like membership is down and that's the thing like a lot of times especially in church they don't say nothing to musicians until money starts getting affected so because the money started getting affected then they they pulled me up talking about hey and and, and low-key try to blame me for the reason why people ain't coming to church you know, they, they low key try to blame me for, you know, the fact that people just wasn't coming to church. You know, it happens. And um, so it happened and pulled me back in and I said, OK, well, just give me some time to pray about it. I don't know what's going to happen. And so they're like, OK, we'll give you that time. And one day. Um, the next day or whatever, I went on to upload music. I'm like, okay, I think I got it. You know, for a moment, I was like, yo, you know, I think I got it. You know, so I'm like, okay, let me upload these songs. I think I have it. Let me do it. So when I went on to upload the songs, I was locked out. I couldn't get into the system. Because we use a computer, you know, there's a um, website at the time and I couldn't get in. So I tried again. I couldn't I couldn't add no music. I, I couldn't I, I could barely log in. Like I finally get, was able to log in, but I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't play songs. I couldn't upload songs. I couldn't download nothing. I couldn't do I couldn't do anything. And so I hit up the pastor and whatever. So I said, hey. You know, I can't do nothing on the website. I'm trying to upload music for next week. I can't do nothing. You know, can you help me out? What's going on? And then the pastor turned around on me in the text saying, hey, you said you need some time to pray to pray about things. So we're going to give you that time. This other the other dude is going to take over and we'll give you your time. 
And I said, oh. So y'all basically low-key just... You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all low-key just, like, basically kicked me out the group. Y'all basically just kicked me out the ministry. At least that's how it felt. So I said, okay. You know, whatever. And so I quit going. So So I texted back. I said, you know what? It's all good. You know... Y'all be blessed. I'm done. So I left Church for All Nations. Now, um, then later on, I ended up going to another church called Restored Hope. It was new at the time. I'm a big bro. One of my other big bros in music hit me up saying, hey, can you come play for me at this church? I said, sure, whatever. And uh, we went. Now, that church, it was cool. It was cool for the time frame that we were there, but towards the end, it was like, nah, they needed to, in my personal opinion, these folks were, they were, at first they were excited, they were coachable, and then it got to a point where they just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't good anymore. You know, it wasn't any particular situation, it just didn't happen. It just wasn't working no more. So I'm like, okay, cool. So me, my big, you know, big bro, and all, we all left. We all left together. They moved. You know, I moved on. Whatever, whatever. And so after that, I kind of quit going. I pretty much quit going to church altogether. Didn't you know? I'm saying like, maybe if only like a few people had called me saying, "Hey, can you come play?" Or whatever. Other than that, I was not in church. I was not playing. I was not singing. I wasn't doing anything. Um, when it came to church and, um, you know, I, and I seen like my experiences with that, with church is, and the thing is, I'm not making none of this stuff up. Cause I know some people probably listen to this and be like, oh, he's making that up. That would never happen. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, bro, this happened. Like all this happened to me. And when I went, and that's the thing, this is one reason why I really don't talk to, it was my own reason why I talk to certain people now. Because when I reached out to people for guidance and advice, it wasn't, you know what I'm saying? People that I kept talking, that I was trying to talk to, either just didn't feel me or just didn't care. You know what I'm saying? They, they you know what I'm saying? Like people just weren't trying to understand me. You know what I'm saying? They weren't. And it was frustrating because it was like, well, who, who the hell can I talk to? You know, who the hell can I turn to? I can't turn to to a pastor because they're not going to understand. I can't turn to, you know, people who I thought were my friends in church. Come to find out, I ain't got no friends when it came when we had the time when it came to church. You know, it was just me and maybe like a few people that I really rocked with in church and that I consider, you know, family, whatever. But other than that, I had no friends. I had no friends in church. And it was like, man, everyone... And it kind of felt like everyone was turning their back on me because those same people that at those churches that I was serving with just quit talking to me. You know what I'm saying? Those people quit talking. Those people quit associating. They were still on my Facebook, but they just kind of quit associating with me. They quit texting me, you know, all that stuff. So it was like, oh, okay. You know, my name, you know what I'm saying? Like my name was probably mud at, at one point. So I stepped out of church for a while. I didn't talk to anybody really in 2016 right before I left Church Fallen Nations my mom um, had suffered a stroke and we had to go through the process with that um, she's doing good now but 
this was three years ago. And since then is when I was like, you know, going through the motions and because at the time, you know, I was like, okay, I don't have mom here no more. It's just me. And I didn't know how to really react to that. I didn't really know how to really adjust to being on my own officially at that time. So it was just a lot, a lot of transition, a lot of emotions, a lot of, you know, saying it was a lot of tears, a lot of praying, a lot of things. And, you know, at one point I felt like, okay, God's not hearing me. God don't care. And, you know, it's like, I can't go to church or anything. And people, when I did go to church every now, every now and then people would, you know, be excited to see me or whatever, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same, you know, it it just wasn't. And it felt weird. It felt weird going to church and not singing or playing and, but people were supposedly happy to see me or whatever. So again, I went MIA, didn't talk to nobody, didn't call nobody, didn't do nothing, didn't do anything. Like I literally just sat, just like sat home, sat at home or worked on Sundays and stuff. And that, and that was it. So for me, it was, it was really, it was an interesting dynamic. Um, that was just like, man, like, wow, God, like, what am I going to do now? And during this time frame between my mom moving and everything, you know, there was a lot of conversations with God, like, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? I don't understand what's happening right now. And what I've learned now that I look back on it, what I didn't understand was that that was a prep time. That so that that area, the last three years, up till up till the last few weeks, was prep time. I didn't understand that I was being prepped for my for the next chapter of my life. I didn't understand that. And, you know, what, and that's things like, what is the next chapter? What is that next chapter? I don't know. But again, I started praying again. I said, God, if you want me back in church, put me, put me, put me somewhere. Allow me to play somewhere. Allow me to be, allow me to play and not be taken advantage of. Allow me to play and be appreciated. So now God started having a couple of my other, a couple of my big bros again in music. God started using them to put me in, in a new position, in a, in a position to where now I can play and be paid. So now I get paid to play in church. And I'm like, okay, I get paid to play now. So what, where's this going? What's next? I don't, I really don't know. But one thing I do know is that God knows. And so throughout my prep time, my prep time was just to get closer to him. God removed me from church. God removed me from church because he wanted to take time on me. He wanted to spend time with me. And that's the thing, again, goes back to people saying, well, God would never take you out of church. Yes, he will. If God, if God loves you, and God wants you to do something great with your life and be great, he will, he will do whatever he has to do to build you up. 
So for me, I got so busy with church, I forgot all about God and I didn't really have much of a relationship. So God removed me out of the busyness, out of the chaos, out of doing all them services, playing for free, playing for all these artists for free and doing all and doing this and doing that. God removed me from all. You know, God removed me from all that. So because he removed me from all that, I was able to listen more. I was able to go through life and have some experiences. You know, again, throughout this process, I was still making music. So last year, August 2018, I released my first album, The Disassembly of Me. And, you know, there are people who rock with it and people who don't. So there's a little bit of both. Um, and it's been a struggle to try to get events, to try to get, um, events going, uh, to try to get performances, to try to get venues to even let us, to even let me come to do a performance. It was really hard, you know, so, you know, so I did all that, but God was still prepping me, you know, God was still doing what he was doing in my life. And now I can look back and say I was appreciative. I'm appreciative. I'm appreciative of my album. Um, If you haven't heard it, go look up DMINQ, The Disassembly of Me. Go look it up. Um, That's my first album. I have new music coming out. Y'all gonna like this stuff. But that was also part of my prep time. The reason being is because I released all that. I started giving that getting that heaviness off of me, those wounds. I, I started healing those wounds and started patching things up and started getting those bad negative things off of me. And so I did that. And I did that for a while, still promoting it. But it's like, God, where do I go now? Fast forward to now. I'm getting paid to play. Um, people are calling me. People want me to come. But I'm like, God, you know, when will my time come for me to, you know, worship lead again? You know, when will the time for me to worship lead come back? Or is it going to come back? You know, and every day, you know, I'm seeing things are changing. Things are happening even on my regular day job, things are changing and things are happening. We we have just now entered an abrupt transition period that none of us were ready for, none of us were equipped for, but we are now in, in this transition period and I'm like, God, do I stay or do I go? I'm still waiting for that answer. But I'm like, okay, in all of this, what's going on? What, what What's the bigger plan here? You know, all that's happening in my life. What's the bigger plan? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure all of this out. And, you know, thankfully, you know, God hasn't given up on me. And I know he hasn't. And it shows that he hasn't. You know, I know I have some some people who don't believe or whatever. I mean, I don't need you to believe in God. I'm just sharing my beliefs with you. 
I'm just telling you what I'm experiencing in my life. And what I'm experiencing is that God is still faithful. And that God is placing me in positions and placing me with people so that I can grow and move into my new season, into this new life. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things are changing. And, um, you know, that's just how it is. So that was just a little bit of my life. I wanted to kind of share my life with you guys, a little bit of it. Um, I'll share some more later. But, um, you know, just vibe with me for a while. Um, We're going to have some special guests. We are going to have special guests again. But for now, I just want to vibe with y'all. Is that cool? I hope it's cool because I really like people. I love people. I love being around people. And, um... Like I said, just wanted to share these these thoughts with you guys, my life, part of my life, and I'll share more. I will share more, but for now, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, sorry we had to do a part two take uh, because um, the first part got interrupted at the end by a phone call, uh, so I do, uh, I do apologize for that, uh, but we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep growing. I'm not perfect, nor do I try to be perfect. And that's that's life. That's life, y'all. So for me, to all of you, you all have a great week, a great day. You all have a blessed day. I might come back later and uh, upload some more. But uh, for now, have a blessed day. I love every last one of you. May God keep you and may his continued light shine upon you and may he give you everlasting peace. That's my prayer for you all today. Have a good day. This is you, me, us, we, and we're signing off. Peace.